you think of authentic, I also think of being one of a kind. Like we're all different. None of us look exactly the same. Even you have identical brothers and they don't look the same or act the same. So it's being the one of a kind person that you are instead of trying to follow even positive or negative influences on your life. You're just being who you are because we're all different. All right. Welcome back to another episode of unknown and talented behind the scenes with your very own Jalan Abrams. Jalan, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is like episode five doing this. You don't, you don't introduce yourself. I can, I just start off. I was raised in old school church where you start off and you just, you give the, um, the welcome to the saints and friends first. And then you start talking about you. So, you know, I always start off welcoming you. But it's Sharnay Janice, uh, the curator of Behind the Scenes. Juan, I wanted to start off this conversation um, sharing a little bit more about you with the viewers. So, um, Jalan is Caribbean. He is Jamaican and Guyanese. Um, so it's been really fun, uh, just exploring new foods and uh, going to places where we are locally and tasting foods. So one thing that was really funny to me is that when we first went to his restaurant, uh, like, I don't even know if you told me before you went in or after. So I'll say my version, but definitely correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but like we get in the restaurant and the lady was just like a little snippy you know what i'm saying like you go into a place there's a certain like warmth you sometimes expect from the person who is like you know connecting with you and communicating there was none of that and um i'm I'm sort of like dang like it's like you know did we come at a bad time like are they about to close or something jalan's like yeah that's how you know the food's gonna be good like that's how you know that's gonna be authentic <laughs> good yeah. food yeah. and at first i was like all right whatever you know I'm like sis is just maybe having a bad day i'm just you know pray for her maybe she's just having a season where that's just what's going on but then last weekend we went and tried another place and the staff was like way more friendly a little more friendly yeah we walked in i remember i was walking in and they were like what you want? I was like, all right, all right, we, we in the right spot. But then, I mean, actually serving the food out, they're like, you want more? Is that enough? What do you want? Okay, have y'all been helped? I'm just like, hold they, on now. Hold on now. They Hold were up. really friendly yeah. and the food was not hitting. At all. It was not hitting at all. At all. I'm like, wow, is that really a thing? Like, so like me just being African-American, like it's like, oh, you know, soul food is made with love. And so not saying that, Caribbean food is not made with love, but I don't know. Is it more like it's made with tough love? Like if it's not. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why. Cause you know, my family's a nice family. They cook and they can't cook as well. I really don't know why. It's just, if you go in there and they give you that attitude, you're like, you know, you got some chicken. We out of chicken. We out of, we out of planted. We out, like, it's just like the harshness of them, but you just keep coming back. But you think about it, like if food is really good, it don't matter how they treat you, you're going to keep coming back. So if you know your food is not really that good, you got to make sure you like, you know, have the people's emotions that you're like, you know what? They might not come back. But yeah. we just, they remember me as being a nice person. They might come back for that. That's real. That's yeah. real. But it, it just sort of like took us down a, a train of thought around like what makes something authentic? Because now like that's going to stick with me. Like when I think about like good authentic, authentic Caribbean food it's like I go into a place and they're too nice I'm gonna be like all right it's time to go like I don't even want to try it like in my head now I'm like it's not authentically 
good. It's yeah. not going to be like the yeah. same experience. Um, and I think that's um, a unique space of like, what makes something authentic? What are like identifiers around like um, who you are authentically? And then for us in our conversation, like what makes us authentic as creators? Um, we live in a really unique generation where we are sort of on the edge of like, we experience life without social media about half of our lives, uh, at least half of our lives to this point. But then the other half has, or roughly half has been like, including social media. So now this is uh, more normal. And now this next generation coming up, it's like clockwork for them. So we had an experience of our life where we were developing and creating our identity separate from all the noise of what it looks like to be everybody else. Um, and I mean, you think about that noise, just growing up your normal, like teen angst and things when you're just in a large school, but like, imagine not only being a teenager, comparing yourself amongst like your classmates, like when you think about ranks and like valedictorians and things, but now you are experiencing comparison among every other teenager across the world. We're not even talking just us, the whole world, mm -hmm. you have access into what that looks like. Um, and what does it look like? How do you maintain authenticity what does it even mean to be authentic anymore when there's so much space to just pull from other people's creation yeah. i actually want to go back into you're saying like ranked against everybody in the world yeah. it's crazy that my sister played basketball she, kaya she played basketball so i remember just like in middle school in high school like just being around everybody knowing who the, the star is but then we went to this like au thing where you can see all of the big names because they had a list of one through ten of who's ranked in the nation and, you know, you don't really get to see them because, like you said, that was before social media and all that stuff. So it wasn't like you could see. And it's women's basketball as well. So they don't have as much videos as guys. So they didn't have, like, any content now of that person. So you didn't know what was out there. But when we went, it was like an eye-opener. Like, yo, these girls is playing. Like, I remember this girl, her name Diamond and Shields, almost dunking in the game. And I said, wait a minute, you know. But um, like you were saying, like, that point, when we actually saw with our eyes, we were so loud. Now you open your phone. And you see it all the time now. So now it's like, it's a little more pressure on you to be that person. So thinking about being authentic, now you're getting pressure of seeing people doing certain things or acting a certain way. Now you have that pressure on you. It's just like, oh, they're popular because they do this. Now, do I have to do that to be popular as well? I think that's a, that's a tough thing, especially growing up as a child. You want to do, let's say, for example, to being doing a band or something like band looks super cool. Everybody's doing it, but you don't want to do band. So now you're kind of pressured to do stuff you don't want to because you think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, let's start unpacking this from the very top. So like, what is authenticity to you? Like, what does it mean? Just base, not even necessarily personal to you, but just mm -hmm. when you think about something being authentic, what does that mean? Um, I think it's just being, being your hundred percent you, like being, being true to yourself. Like you want to wear like what I'm wearing now, instead of just being like wearing what the cool people are wearing, you're just doing what you're doing to be happy, not worried about any outside forces. I think that's being authentic. Being authentic is, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain it, but I think I did, did I do a good job. Explaining? I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, it's basically just being yourself. Being authentic is just being yourself without having influences on from anyone else. Like you're not saying I'm going to act like this because I don't want people to, to judge me. You're like, you're being yourself. Yeah. And I think in thinking about all the influences, because 
before we got into social media influences, there are still influences of our lives. Right. And so when I think about authenticity, it's like, um, being who you are within the space of being impacted by influences that are genuine to who you are in your, in the sense of your why and your morals and the things you want, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a difference from having influence from family, like us having influence of, oh, we saw our parents uh, be, you know, married to that same person for both of them over 20 or like 30, like uh, extended periods of honoring mm -hmm. another person in the covenant of marriage. And like, that's an influence on us. And then in our own determinations of like living life, viewing relationship, understanding what those relationships mean to say, that's something that I want to pursue. Right. So there's, there's not, you know, every influence isn't negative, negative yeah. to your authenticity. So for you to say like, for me being authentic to myself is also honoring that kind of relationship you know, um, and then there's like influence, like, <laughs> um, when you like see now, like where, what relationship looks like. And there's like a lot of just like differences of how people do it for you to see that and say, okay, wow. Like, yeah, this person got a whole room books full of roses and got like 50 Birkins, but to know, like, you know, that's cool. I'm not mad at them, but that's not authentic to our relationship. So yeah. I think it's just yeah. where you pull influence from in a way that's like true to like what you want. Yeah. Um, and what it is that you really, like you said, with the uh, example about band, you know, if you authentically love music and then you see a lot of people that you care about who are close to the core of who you are, um, involved in instruments and it's like, Oh yeah, I want to do band. But if you actually just love focusing on chess and everybody else and you, you know, family is doing music, but you just really have a passion for chess, then authentic to you will look like playing chess. And like, yeah. that's fine. So it's just, I guess it was a long answer to say like being authentic is being true to you and then being able to, like blur out all of the noises to like what things should be of influence and what things should not be impacting how you yeah. choose happiness and what that looks like for you. When you think of authentic, I also think of being one of a kind. Like we're all different. None of us look exactly the same. Even you have identical brothers and they don't look the same or act the same. So it's being yeah. the one of a kind person that you are instead of trying to follow even positive or negative influences mm -hmm. on your life. You're just being who you are because we're all different. It's not one person that looks exactly the same act just like you. You know, we just saw who cloned Tyrone. We don't have anybody like that, you know? Yeah. You know, that was a crazy movie. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. That yeah. was wow. I love that you brought that up because it was interesting, again, thinking about like each Tyrone still had like a mirrored um, reflection of each other's lives, but they still had unique differences if that made sense like even though it was a clone still based on where you live at and the family relationship and then the friends that you make they were both living similar lives but um they still are living in different areas and and i think that sort of pairs with like thinking about what influences you and like what it looks like um, as far as who you want to mirror you know when you're thinking about being yourself and being authentic. If you are pulling inspiration from others, 
um, pulling it from people who like who they are again, like honors what you are thinking about creatively. Like, um, so thinking, taking this like a step deeper into creative, like when I'm thinking about content creation, I'm still leaning into like what it looks like to be fully me authentically in content creation. But I've at least honed into the scope of like, I really love home decor. I really love creating in that way. And then also just sharing my thoughts in that because I love to write. Um, and I love writing just poetry and just journaling and sharing also, um, cause I love reading devotionals and all the studies that we do. And so sharing insight around scripture and just thoughts around the world in the lens of, uh, being a believer and doing that within home decor, like I'm situating in a piece of feeling like that's authentic. I started off in fashion, um, got my undergraduate degree in fashion merchandising. And like, in part, I thought I was going to be like the girls like doing the thing with like, they jump and they got a different outfit on, but that didn't feel as authentic to me post going through, um, the shift of like now working from home, fully being remote. I'm not going out. So I'm not getting dressed. I'm not doing all those things. Um, and again, when I'm going out, the things I wanted to do was like crafting and hanging out. So then I'm wearing more of like comfy lounge clothes cause I'm just painting and I'm listening to jazz and I'm cooking. Like, so not saying you can't do those things and be like an eight girl fashion, but for me, it just didn't land. Like it was no longer authentic to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still navigating like that being authentic in one season can be different in another season. Like, I feel like it took a while for the people around me to really ground with like, Oh, that's not really Charnay anymore. Like yeah. that's still a piece of something that she once really loved, but that's no longer her. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of that to say, have there been any moments of your life where like at one point something has felt really authentic to you and then you sort of shifted and it's like, that's not really who I am. Yeah. Um, cause I've always been one of a kind of only been like myself. I've never been influenced by anyone, but, um, Actually, I lie. I think there's there's some positive influences as well, but not negative influences. I don't follow any of that. Um, but definitely when I was making beats, like switching from making beats to being strictly fitness, that was that was a big change because I think it was hard as well is that you want to stick to... That's who I was. I was a person that made beats. Everybody knew me as making beats. But then I shifted from doing that to just being straight into fitness. There's a lot of people that's pulling me back, like, yo, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Trying to pull you back, trying to, you know, say, yo, do it. But I was like, yo, this that's not me anymore. Like I sat down in front of a, a, um, my computer and it's like nothing is coming out or nothing that I like is coming out anymore. So it was like, it's time to shift. And as much as I, you know, I always listen to music now and I'm like, this music sucks. I know I was making better music than that, but it's just like, yo, it's not me. And now's their time to shine and I'm not going to, you know, go back into it. Yeah. I guess what you spoke a little bit to like, you got to a point where it wasn't really like resonating with you the same. what, what are some sort of like telltale signs, um, that like, this isn't necessarily authentic because we'll all change uh, quite a bit in our lives. Yeah. Like what are some things that started happening with you when you were trying to create was it all at once was it gradually over time you started feeling like oh wait i feel like i'm changing i'm sort of developing differently yeah well when i started like my fitness journey like my confidence was super low i had very low confidence and at that point that's when i was making beats so then when i didn't have high confidence i'm like i can't make any beats because you got to be confident especially if you're creating and especially trying to inspire the people you got to be confident at that level so once i 
move from there. And then I saw my confidence building with just doing fitness. I was just like, I didn't want to really go back there again. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I was like in a negative mental spot making beats. It's just that once you're, you're at one stage in your life and once you change, like you kind of have to kind of have to change everything. So trying to go back there and make beats again from like a different mindset of where I was, it just, it just didn't hit the same. And I was just like, you know what, this might be time. And I wasn't really being, I wasn't really like getting the stuff that I wanted out of it. So I was just like, it might be time to move on. Even now I just got a check from, um, Tank that I got I did a song from a, lot, a long time ago. I'm still getting money from. It's not a lot, but I'm like, man, look at this. I'm still getting money from this song. But you know, that's that doesn't force me to say, hey, let's go back into it. There's more money here. It's just you know, season for everything. So I do appreciate the opportunities that I had, but it doesn't make sense to go back. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing. Like the more that you know yourself and being authentic, you know, and I think um, even me, like in just a season of. Um, being in therapy, like I work for um, a tech startup that's surrounded around mental health care. So like if I ever like communicate with you, I'm like, oh, like, have you considered therapy? It is not like a shade. I'm not attacking <laughs> your personality. I, it's something that like I've experienced for myself and it's brought so much just clarity, having a non-biased like opinion around what it looks like to navigate um, your lives and transitions, because going from working in fashion my first job was like a fashion tech type of job and then I flipped into like a tech startup um in the mortgage industry and like navigating that imposter syndrome and you know again the voices of people who were so used to me being in one space now being like wait like is this really what you want to do like Mm -hmm. and for me I knew that like the things I was focusing on and the things that felt like authentic to what I cared about and thinking about things outside of just me and being cute like it was changing and I didn't really have words to put to be like yeah like I don't even feel like that person anymore like i say it wasn't that i was necessarily in a bad space in that person i just didn't feel as connected with who that person was um and had to just like accept that it looked a little different um and accept that like the people in your life are used to experiencing you in in a certain way and like giving them grace and space to grow with you um i think that's been one of the most beautiful things like i'm still you know really close um you know, with a lot of my friends and family who were like a part of like seeing that transition. And now like when I like, you know, post different things and it's more like just what I'm hoping is just thought provoking and meaningful and stuff. Like, I feel like they're sort of getting like, okay, like it shifted. Like she didn't want to just be like, you know, cute caption, cute photo. Like I really wanted to think about how the gifts that God gave me could really resonate to create change and navigate spaces. Okay. Right, before you go anywhere, I just want to talk about the part where you say imposter syndrome. Cause you was talking to me about a lot about it. I don't think you expressed yeah. it, how you expressed it to me. So you had, you know, a job, we're not gonna talk about how much, but you had a job and then the next job you had, which one was that? The one that you had like a high. Yeah. Yeah. So along with changing industries, I now had increased my income by double the amount I was making. So it was a lot. It was not only like, um, things looking different. Um, when it comes to work, things mm-hmm. look different financially. Um, but let, sorry, I'm let you continue yeah, your question, yeah, but yeah so, yeah. so you're saying that you switched from making, let's say you doubled your income, right? And now you're at a different spot. So what, 
how did you realize that it was imposter syndrome? Because when you think you, you reach a goal, like you went from whatever you went from doubled it. And now you're here. Why would you say, Oh, this is impossible. This is not, you know, right. Cause like you hit your goal, you, you hit, you know what you want. Like why like express that, like how do you realize that you weren't really in a good space and you weren't really being authentic to you? Um, I think therapy really helped me navigate that because I was, so excited about like taking on like this new endeavor. And, um, I, again, I'm making these transitions during the height of the pandemic. So, um, there was like two things happening. I think financially it's like, there were people like taking big risk, um, or there were people being like, Oh wait, like things are sort of coming loose underneath me. Let me hold on tight to where I'm at. And I just didn't want to move in a space of feeling lack or fear. I was like, I'm going to go for it. Um, so I sort of kept it to myself, which I think also sort of brought like from like family and friends. Like when I initially like brought it up, I'm thinking like, they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, go for it. Like try something new. You know, what do you got to lose? They were like, um, right now it's looking sort of bleak out here. You might want to, you know, hang tight and just, you know, sort of be heads down and sort of stick with what you're doing and wait until things level out. But, um, I didn't think that was the right thing to do. And I think in like the time I spent like journaling and I always encourage people like going through different spaces. We were talking about this the other day. Like I journal, I have so many old notebooks, but it's something so confirming to me when I'm able to like go back and look at things that like I've written to myself and like trajectory of goals that I listed. And so I was sort of like battling between the part of me that was like, I know that God is ushering me into this season and like, I'm about to take it by the horns and I'm never looking back and I'll never have lack again. Like I know I'm going to be good. And then the other part of me that was like, what if this is all just a lie and like, you're going to think you're good. You're going to think you're situated. And then it all falls out underneath you and you're back in that place where you're making barely enough to get by. And so it was just that like, duality of those two feelings competing and one of them had to win um and therapy helped me to reframe in a way that let that voice that said you know if god is for you who can be against you to let that be the louder voice of being like we're not looking back we'll never experience lack again yeah you know no that, that's deep god and that's that's hard i think a lot of people everybody wants more money so to get more money and then still say this is not right i think that's strong that's that's pretty strong um, but let's let's talk about like the negative influences. We talked about, you know, being authentic to ourselves, but just talk about the importance of not being influenced by negative or even be able to point that out to know that's a negative influence. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is like there's the mix of negative influences. And sometimes that's, you know, that's easy to decipher. If if I'm online and I am seeing content created and like one thing you know like gets on my nerves is when people put like really mean pranks on people or like mean things like i don't think that's funny like there's certain things that's like easily when i'm creating content that's not going to get in my mind of like oh i should do like mean pranks and like try to like get you know engagement that way like that just sits with me like that's me and that's wrong i don't like that um but then there are things like um it's a man here <laughs> Every time. Um, Every time. maybe what's something else that's like not really authentic. I'm gonna say something like really far off. Okay, something sports. There we go. Um, you know, if I saw somebody like doing something with sports, and you know, that's not a negative thing, but that's not authentic to me. And what if like 
that's not something I'm passionate about. What if I'm like, oh, but everybody's killing it right now, talking about sports. We're going into football season. I'm going to start trying to create content and writing and start painting footballs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that sounds far-fetched, but sometimes we can see people winning in an area and it's like, that's their lane of purpose. That's their lane of influence. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the the harder thing to navigate. It's not necessarily always what is negative. Cause I mean, there's easily like, you can see people doing things like even I know what modesty looks like for me. So I can see some things like, Oh, okay. You know, they're getting a lot of hype, but they fit cause it's looking like, you know, a lot of body, a lot of power. It's easy for me to be like, okay, that's nah, that's not me. Yeah. But you know, what about when, it's not that people are doing it. And I sort of go back thinking like, dang, like, should I try to tap back into passion? I'm like, that's not even like, you're not really even interested in that no more. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you turn back? Like you said, trying to go back and revert into previous versions of you that don't feel authentic. Now, if it feels authentic, if something is reignited, that's different. But if it's not reignited, but you just see people getting like hype and getting support around it, then you're like, dang, like, should I? Yeah. You know, should I tap back into that? So, um, yeah, I think, I guess that's what I think about, like, the things that are not always negative, but still just aren't really you. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. Um, me, I'm, I'm going to go a little deeper into the negative because I'm not judging anybody, but I don't drink or smoke. But I just know growing up, the amount of times, you know, my friends were trying to get me to smoke or get me to drink. Oh, just hit it one time. Oh, you can, you can just drink it. And it's just like that's not me. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to do, cause my thing was like, I, I still wanted to play sports. You know, I wasn't good at anything. I was like, I'm not going to smoke cause I still want to play sports and I'm not going to drink because for what I've never seen the importance of it. My mom gave me beer when I was, I don't know how old I was. It tastes disgusting. I remember it was like an ice house, uh, ice house probably disgusting. She put it and she said, I taste some. I tasted it. I said, I'm never drinking in my life. <laughs> this was so nasty. So I don't even know, I don't think she was supposed to give it to me, but I think what she was trying to show me, like it was nasty, whatever. Whatever her goal was, it worked because I don't drink, <laughs> I don't drink to this day. But um, <laughs> um, there's definitely a lot of negative influences. And I think it's hard sometimes because I don't know if how, what, my audience is old, young, I don't know, but I think it's, it's hard sometimes because it's like they are your friends, you know, especially when you get it from your friends, somebody that's like, you, you're supposed to trust. So I'm like, now I don't get influenced by nothing, but like, I think it's hard that, you know, these are your friends and they're supposed to be people that, you know, you trust and they're trying to influence you to do things. I think that's probably the hardest thing to like fight against. Cause it's like, are y'all really my friends? If y'all are pushing me to do things like that, I think that's hard. Um, the next influences, I do like how you talk about content curation. I remember when I had the face music podcast with my friends, we try to stay away from relationship stuff because me not really being in too many relationships, I'm like, it doesn't make sense for us to talk about relationship stuff when it's just like, we're just talking. Cause that was, that's the hot thing. It's probably hot now. Every time somebody talks about relationship, oh man, supposed to do all of this. When supposed to cook and clean and you know, all this stuff, everybody gets in the uproar and it's just like, for what? Like everybody's situation is different. Everybody's supposed to, the woman's not supposed to work and then like everybody's mom worked and they like, you know, like, like where, where are y'all seeing this stuff from? So just, I just made sure that we're not doing that because it's just like, that's not, I'm not going to be able to talk about that for every episode, even, even though it's super, super hot, but creative wise, I think it's very hard to stay authentic to yourself because you see the forces of seeing what's popular. You see what's blowing up. You scroll, you see people getting all these likes and like, yeah, I can try that, you know, and it's just like, yeah. you don't. Cause uh, one thing, I don't think you actually seen it. Cause I, I think I showed it to you, but it was a video of a girl like acting like she was a robot and she was like doing all this. Oh, Remember those yeah. videos? Yeah. yeah and then like pe that. people are making money off of it. And it's just like, 
you know, that's not really, it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's, that's again, like those things where it's like, I mean, are you hurting anybody? Are you doing anything wrong? No, but like, are you authentically a robot? You are not, no. you're a human. And so why not celebrate your humanness in a different way of creating than to pretend to be something you're not? Because you that's know what exactly like what that's... you are doing. You are pretending to be something you're not. Yeah. And, and the problem with that, I'm sorry, I know you want to go there, but I think the problem with that is that once you blow up for doing that, you never could be yourself again. Because mm -hmm. now they know you for being a robot. They, they know you for being fake. So now you have a real conversation. They're like, we don't know this person. We don't know the person that's actually good talking stuff. We know the person's acting like a robot, which is, if they're making money, make your money. But I just feel like make, actually, I was going to go somewhere totally different. Go, go. I have a whole nother, no, because, no, because yeah. like my mind is just moving while we're talking about this. But if you're going to do something like that, make your money, but have a plan what you're going to do with that money. Don't just do it because you try to be popping. Do it because you have a plan. Um, I don't know if I'm changing where you want it to go next, but I think about Chimillionaire. Um, okay, riding Dirty, you ever mm -hmm. heard that song? So basically his thing was he was never riding dirty. He was never doing any of that stuff he put in the video. He said his plan was to get in a rap game, it was something popular, make money and get out. Now he still has money. There's so many people that are one-hit wonders because they're just trying to do it to follow a trend and they're going to blow all his money. He did it because he said, I'm going to get this money and I'm going to go into like, you know, tech and like investing. Like right now, he still has money, even though that he's technically a one-hit wonder. He was like, I think a couple years back, he's in the floor seats, NBA finals. You know what I mean? Like he still has a lot of money because he hit, he did something probably not being authentic himself, but knowing he has a plan. So sometimes it works, but I think a lot of people don't have plans. Around it. Yeah. yeah. They're just moving with the, the trends. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting like piece of like him being intentional about what it looked like to like get back to being himself authentically. Um, and just knowing like there's only so long I can pretend to be something that I'm not because it's true. It's only so long you can put on a facade, you know? And I think the thing is, it is still, there are still ways to maintain being authentic and still play around with when thinking about content creation, like algorithms and like even with trending sounds, like I'm not going to use every trending sound, but I try to find ones that are like jazzy and Afro beats. Cause that's genuinely the kind of music I like. It's yeah. genuinely what I create too. Mm -hmm. So I find trending ones because it's like, okay, I know trying to play the, the games, the social media, but then I still make sure I'm using mine. I'm not just using like any sound that has, you know, a bunch of profanity or something that I wouldn't even like to hear. Like yeah. I'm still going to make sure I'm thinking about what kind of content I really want to create. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those trending sounds is tough because it's the thing about it. Like you have to play those games, but yeah, like you said, just be smart with what you choose because there's going to be enough uh, sounds out there where you can be you. But I just think that's so stupid where trending sounds, you have to use their sounds. They want. But sometimes I want to use my own sound. Sometimes I want to just add it how I exactly want it to sound. I had, I know you were singing the author thing earlier. That was because they had like an author and um, the juvenile like beat. They had it like mixed together. Yeah. So that's why I was singing it because it was like, that was one of the trending sounds. I'm just like, you know, make your own trend make your own trend. But yeah. yeah, social media is nuts. It is, it is. And I mean, it's always a, a numbers game. It's always going to be a rat race. And so I think also even like thinking about the plan, it's like, what does it look like for me to use social media just enough 
to develop my own audience. And then a lot of the content creators talk about building those relationships as far as like your email campaigns and your site, like those more intimate spaces that are just for that curated audience. Mm -hmm. Once you connect with those people so that you're not always, again, trying to chase the, you know, hype of, of social media. So I think you do have to be very strategic about what it looks like to be you. And then how can I use this just to get to a certain means and then just hone in on, on my audience and like the true people that connect with what I do. Yeah. I think the hard part about that though, is that social media is a drug. It's a drug. You think about you, for example, for me, for example, you know, wake up, pick up my phone. What am I doing? Cricket, cricket Instagram. Why? You know what I mean? Like, why am I starting my day by clicking Instagram? Because it's a drug. It's, it's addicting. You know, it's called dopamine. It's just like every time you log in and you see that red little thing. That's why they make it red. Because, like, red is like it pumps you up. You see that red thing. Oh, man, I got somebody hit me up. Oh, man, somebody sent me a message. It, it's a drug. So people are not going to try to be uh, genuinely themselves because they want to be. They want that drug. They know that if I use a trending sound, I'm going to get more likes. If I do something that's crazy, you know, that's trending. You know what I mean? I'm going to do what I like. I think about like the, um, show my age, but I don't even know the cinnamon challenge when people was taking the cinnamons and putting a thing like almost dying really. Like people were like, I don't know if anybody have died from it, but like they were choking doing, you know, cinnamon challenge It's all, all these things because they, they know that's going to get them the likes. It's going to get them the views and the pranks. Like that's, you know, breakup mm -hmm. challenge pranks. I hate those. Like I was just like, girl is crying. You know what I mean? It's just like this for a video. Oh, it's a prank. And it's like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's a drug. They want they want as many likes and stuff. Like people do stuff and they don't even make making money off it because they just know that that's what they want. They want the likes. They want, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think there are, again, people who just go down the rabbit hole. Um, and then hopefully our audience, your audience, I'm just, you know, here. But, um, you know, are more, again, like with an unknown and talented, it is really that thought of like people who have curated a unique space for themselves mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily like popping when it comes to the like metrics, you know, as much as some people are, but again, they've really honed in on what it is that they're passionate about and curating that. And so I think it's important to have these conversations at that level, because like you said, once you pop and once all of a sudden you get the followers and you get them once whatever you did, whether it was foolish or if it was genuine to who you are, now that's what they expect to see. Yeah. And so it's better to do it being genuine. So now it's like, okay, if y'all are really hyped to see me, you know, create, all right. I'm still like, gosh, I need to make sure I'm honed in around what it looks like to create yeah. stuff. That's you know going to be unique and fun, but I love creating. So like, that's, that's cool. But if, you know, we make, you know, something that's like about our relationship and we know we plan to keep it private. So now y'all like, no, we want more Shalon. It's like, no, I'm sorry, baby. You get Shalon yeah. here and there. It's not, that's not the brand. So yeah, yeah. you have to know what that looks like for you. And then like set those boundaries and maintain. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you said a lot there, but so what is the importance of being authentic yourself? What, what do you get from that? I think it's a peace and I think it's joy around it too. Like even now, um, again, in like conversation, I've been like feeling like, wow, like I really want to take some time. My last couple of posts have just been like working on process, playing around with technique. And then again, like I do moments where I just sort of tap out of social media and just try to like create, like, you know, think about when I was little and I just had all kinds of like 
scrapbook paper and crayons and colors and I didn't have anything to like pull from I just sat there with my thoughts and all of the things in my mind and this just created and like get back to that joy of it um and I think when you're in that space where you really have a unique audience that cares about what you're doing and you're authentic to yourselves then you have that space to step away because the people who really care about what you're doing like they're still gonna be there yeah there's a million people but it's like I still like what you do I like specifically how you do it so take your break come back I still want to hear it there's um, a media um, influencer I follow who does really beautiful affirmations and I post them every single day she has some things going on personally and she stepped back so then she back on I'm gonna post them every day again because they were really beautiful intentional affirmations and I'm plugged in so the people who are really plugged in um, are going to be plugged in and so I think the value of it is when you're being authentic you're not worrying about having to run after the people like the goodness and the mercy and the people who are wanting to get connected to what you're doing like that's following you you're not having to run after it yeah, yeah no I, I love that and and you're right I think it's it's easier too like when you and I could come on here record and we're just having a conversation on us like we didn't have to do much preparation we just said okay we're gonna sit down turn the camera on and talk you know because we're being ourselves and once you be yourself you get that following and it's easy for them to stick around like you said like i haven't made beats in i don't even remember when's the last time i touched my keyboard but and when we had we put up a reel about you know you saying you know jay money you know the, a producer like everybody was showing love was just like yo i didn't even know they really still cared about me because like they were here for my beats but I was always myself. I was always make sure I answer the emails back. You know, I, I was generally myself. So they appreciate that. And I just think being yourself, you're going to be able to build the audience. It might take a long time because you're not following trends and you're going to have to take a while for people to actually, you know, get to know you. But I think it's going to be worth it. I and think you're building something that's going to last. Yeah. I just think about Tabitha Brown, for example. Like, I didn't know too much about her, but I heard her story when she was on a podcast and she was basically saying that she was, um, you know, God's telling her, like, to post what you do. You know, she said she was, like, really sick, and she decided to, you know, try vegan now. And then she's been trying it out, and she's been, you know, she was better, you know. And then she's like, yo, share that. God was, like, tell them to share that. And to my stuff with her hair, started sharing that, you know. And then now everybody's following her because of her being her. It's not her being anybody else, any following, any trends. She tried, you know, being a vegan, and it ended up working. So I think it's so much easier when you're yourself because... You don't got to fake it. You don't got to, you know, turn the camera on. Oh, I got to act like somebody else. No. Like, we still got to kind of, like, clean up a little bit. But other than that, you know, and I come up here crazy, like a regular shirt. But other than that, you are yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice or what have you done? Like, if you've ever felt like you weren't being authentic, like, how did you navigate back to that space of, like, center and being grounded? Mm, when I've been not authentic? I don't I don't think I've ever not been authentic. I've been always super transparent and everybody always says I love the transparency. It's just like cuz I'm not ashamed anymore. I think after working out like I'm like yo, I'm myself. I love myself and whatever happens happens. I don't I really don't remember. Yeah, I've always been like even if I wasn't cool, I'm like yeah, I'm going to be myself. I've never was not myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd answer for that, but yeah, I just always been myself. Mm. I was gonna get, I don't get a little deep there, but I kind of couldn't think of that. No, that's real. That's real. Yeah. No, I think How it's about you? for me. Um, I definitely went through 
seasons of like feeling like things weren't authentic. Um, and I think it's just like releasing the things that didn't feel that way. You know, my friendships changed dramatically in high school, um, had situations that happened that really shifted how I saw myself identity wise with college. And like, um, I had to really be okay with releasing like what I was holding so tight to. Um, and then even now just like taking time, like taking a break from social media coming up, you know, I just take time to like release, like whatever does not feel authentic, being okay with letting it go, making space for what is going to feel authentic. Even when I was in the old career, letting that career go, you know, like when you start feeling that tension, you're feeling it for a reason. Sometimes it's like, because you're, you're, fists are so tight. Like I'm holding on to this. I don't want to lose these friends. Who will I be close with? And there are just moments where like the minute you open your hand was actually supposed to be for you will find you. It will fall into your hand, but you're holding so tight to something. That's not even what you need to be holding on to. So I think just being able to release whatever that release looks like, um, mm. it's going to bring you back to that space of like, okay, now I feel back like myself. I feel back at peace. I think, I, I think I got a good, good point now. So when I wasn't authentic is when I, you know, first moved here and I started dating and I was just like, I don't think these women are going to like me for me. And I started acting like a little different. You know, I really don't remember exactly. I wasn't like just a dog or nothing, but it's just like, I know I wasn't acting how I am regularly. Like, just like, oh, listen, this type of music. And you know what I mean? Just like, not really being me. And yeah, you got like more girls answering you, more girls hitting you up, but it just wasn't the woman that you want. It's just like, it's cool, but it's like, do I really got to put on the front just for these people to like me and I don't even like them? It's just like, I was like, I couldn't do that. So, and I was like, you know what? It'll be me and whoever likes me, likes me. And if they don't, they don't. And ended up getting Charnay. I like you quite a bit. I appreciate that. I'm pleased. I appreciate it. I like you too. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that, that was it. I think it's, I think it's, it's hard. And that's the thing, like I'm saying, it's hard to be yourself. Because it's gonna, it's gonna take a longer time for people to catch your vibe. If that's that's the same, because it's like you're not like anyone else, you know. And it's like when you are like everybody else, you're like, oh, I, I like this is familiar, you know. It's easier to follow because you remind me of this person, you remind me of that person. But when you're new, they got to take time to learn you and say, hold on, wait a minute, I think I do like this. Yeah, I love you spoke to that. Even um, Pastor was talking about like changes coming with like a muddiness and like this discomfort when you're mm -hmm. in places of like transition and change. And like when you are becoming the best version of yourself, there are things that you're probably shedding. There are habits you're having to change or habits you're having to implement. Um, and that is going to feel uncomfortable for a season. It might feel uncomfortable. Some of the relationships you have implementing new boundaries, implementing new expectations of what it means to show up for you. But it's worth it. You know, mm -hmm. if we're, my manager said something that sort of was like, God, that hit me in my chest. Um, cause we were talking about work and I've been like adjusting a lot of things and it's been like tension around it because I know I need to, to be successful and changes that are happening. But part of me just wanted to like, I was like, God, I just love sort of feeling like I was just so good at what I did not having to adjust. But she was like, either we're getting better or we're getting worse. She was like, I think sometimes people think we're staying the same, but she was like, if everything around you is improving and you're not getting better, you're not staying the same, you're getting worse. So either you're going to, <laughs> to implement changes or you're going to look back and everyone is growing and you are not. And that's a tough thing. But like, I, when I heard that, it put like a, 
a battery in my back. Like I got to do what I need to do because I can't have my whole team growing. And like, I'm not because then, yeah, I'm getting worse. So I can see here a lot of myself like, oh, I'm just staying the same. But like, you're not saying the same. You're worse. You're struggling. No, that's deep. I like that. I was about to cut you off and finish it for you. I didn't know you had the whole scene. I was like, all right, watch my baby. I hit working. Okay. Ew. Okay. Now nah, you're right though. You're right. It's, it's, you can't, you can't. Everybody's growing. You can't stay the same. You think about like being a child, like people's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You stay the same. Like, you're behind. That's, yeah. that's cool. You did a good job. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I definitely hope that, you know, this inspires some thought around being authentic. Um, what are you looking at? Are you, are you looking at the camera? Or? I don't ever know what I'm looking at. It's it, the camera right now, right it feels authentic for me. It doesn't feel authentic yet for me to look at this camera, to look at y'all in y'all hey, face, to lean in. Hey. This feels a little strange. It feels authentic to just sort of look away. Like I'm like that awkward kid in school that don't want to make eye contact. And I'm a very like strong eye contact in person, but I just feel like staring at this camera, I feel vain. Like I'm looking at me. No, you're actually looking at yourself. Cause right now I set up, we have the laptop where you can see. So she's been staring at the laptop the whole episode. And I'm I have just not been, like sort of looking at the little up. lens. I'm sort of looking at the laptop. There are lights everywhere. It's a lot happening. The lights are bright too. I'm and like, they're bright. Gosh, I can't see nothing. <laughs> Um, that's all I got. Any last thoughts around authenticity for um, Yeah, be yourself. It's going to take time. It's going to take longer than being someone you're not, but you're going to have that audience for a lot longer. I just think about like your music, you like, you know, you find people that relate to who you are and that's how you catch them because they're like, I feel like this person telling the same story I'm living right now. And you catch on it, but they can't, you're not going to find people to relate to you if you're being somebody you're not, because you're going to find the wrong people. And what you're going to do with that kind of audience? You got shooters outside shooting ready for you because it's just like, that's the audience you, you got. All right. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I, didn't be, I don't mean like people trying to shoot you. Murderous but I'm just saying, clowns and shooters. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying they're trying to outside shoot you. I'm just saying like, let's then say, why let's are they say, shooting? Who shoot that? Shoot, okay. Let's just say, like, they're like, they put on a, a persona like they're a gangster, like me, like I'm a thug, like I'm out here killing people, getting bodies and stuff like that. So, the audience that you're gonna have are people that are in that same realm. Like, oh, so yeah. then they really will be shooters. That's dangerous. Oh, gosh. Be yourself, protect yourself from shooters. Um, that's my last thought now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be safe, all right? All right, my name is Jalad Abrams. <laughs> and I'm Sharnay Janice. Uh, thanks for watching. If you haven't already, like, comment, share, subscribe, if that feels authentic to you. <laughs> All right, uh, until next time, y'all, be easy. That's how I authentically sign off, you know? <laughs> <laughs>